Wait a second. Can we can we talk about you using the word cherry? Cherry. I said a, it was something with cherry, as in good, as in I have, as in like that's cherry. That's perfect. Yeah. No, I understand the context. Of yeah, it was awesome. I. It's like it's like peachy, but you know, it's diversifying the fruits that you can refer to. <laughs> In order to say something's positive. Who will advocate for the cherry? <laughs> That's right. That's Somebody's got to work for that. <laughs> what was really funny is that Pat said it to one of our producers just like very casually. And then when I called him out on it, Pat went to the producer as if they were going to like take his side. And he was like, you were cherry <laughs> And the producer was like, no, no, not really. <laughs> He, so he wasn't gonna say anything either. He was just—he was just gonna let it slide. It was really respectful. Oh, yeah, was he really nice was gonna let you put yourself out there like that. I think it's one of those old-timey words, which is I all the more reason <laughs> why it's confusing as to why you. <laughs> You've been hanging out with some dudes from, like, the 1860s? Yeah, man. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis on Brick Radio. Three four corners in a triangle. Why we'll keep it 100 tie optional. With a chest from my desk to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Um. So people really liked us Talking about lyrics to songs. What do you What do you got for us? Have you heard the song Starboy? No. By The Weeknd? No. Do you know who The Weeknd is? Yes. I've seen pictures of him. He's the dude with the dreads. Yeah, he doesn't have dreads anymore, but good job. Okay, ready? I'm trying to put you in the worst mood, uh. Be one cleaner than your church shoes, uh. Millie boy, do want to hurt you, uh. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> okay, I like I I like this part. Main bitch out of your lean to uh side bitch out of your lean to uh it's like, well then which bitch are you with? If the main one and the side it one It doesn't matter. No, no, no. The point is just that all of them are better than whatever you are. Oh it's just telling totally like it's like, about it's a, it's a, about your my right. side and my main are better than or out of your lead. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, the rest of this. this is like like gibberish to me. I don't know what P one means. I think that that's like a um. God, we are we are not cool. I read P one cleaner, and I'm like, is there an infomercial for that? Because <laughs> I have an apartment that needs some P one cleaner. A, it's a sham wow. <laughs> that's what it is. I just like that every lyric ends with. So like, when in doubt, just throw ah at the end of whatever you need to say. And then you go, I'm a motherfucking star boy. <laughs> That's how. This has nothing on both, though, but Oh, listen, Drake. You, Patrick just learned I this just song. I just listened to this song for the very first time. <laughs> wait, wait, This is like a perfect metaphor for Pat's life. Pat heard two seconds of the song both, and he was like, oh, my God, these lyrics are amazing. I'm like, you just <laughs> heard the song like two seconds ago. They're genius. It's a Gucci Mane song. All right, fine. Featuring Drake. I looked up the lyrics. The first one is, if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Yes, yes. If if Young Metro don't trust you, then that's... That's it. You're going to get shot. Mm -hmm. The next thing that they say is, I got so many felonies. And I thought this was Drake. So I was like, Drake, you don't have felon. I know you don't have any felonies. And I have to say, like, Patrick... You were like the Dolezal of felons. (laughs) Like, oh, no, I'm you can pretend I'm a no, felon. No, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, some could say that Degrassi was a crime. No. 
I like I like that you said that previously. I said it before the podcast started. I was like, oh, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Bookmark that one. No, I like the part. Like, the thing that I like about this song is that Drake is like, I don't usually do this when I'm drunk or hot, and I'm both. And then he says, like, I had a drink and I smoke. Now I'm both. We're like, oh, thank you for explaining <laughs> yeah. how you became both drunk and high. How'd you do that, Drake? Teach me your ways, Drake. <laughs> I have never experienced the drunk and high combo. <laughs> now I'm both. But I couldn't figure out what it is that he only does when he's drunk and high. Because the lyrics are like this. I keep throwing rubber bandies up. Ho, pull your panties up. <laughs> Honestly, you, I really want a whole show that's just you reading rap lyrics because it is amazing. Because you fuck like a granny fuck. <gasps> what? Yeah. He says you fuck like someone's granny? Yep. But the next line is, you're just an amateur. So I don't know, is, is a grandma an amateur? I would think a grandma would be extremely skilled in the ways of fucking. Because if she's a grandma, that means she has children. She's married, yeah. You know what I'm she saying? She knows her way around. <laughs> and she has her panties pulled all the way up. Like, Because that's respectable. Listen, Drake, don't freaking slut shame my grandma. <laughs> First of all, she let you smash, and now you're going to tell her she's not good? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I like that it says you're just, see, this is the problem. You're just an amateur. It's like, you know, you need experience to get experience. Exactly. So how are you going to try somebody for doing their best? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like. How are you going to be a pro if you never get a shot? If if Gucci Mane is constantly <laughs> belittling you. Was it Gucci Mane that said it or was it? I don't, I'm assuming this is Gucci Mane. I don't, I don't know. Listen, I don't think Gucci has the right to say anything because dude has an ice cream cone tattooed on his face. So, oh, really? Like, you should shut up. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. He also says that he looks like half a million worth of heroin. Mm, okay. Well, I don't know what half a million worth of heroin looks like. It's so. like a small brick wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> that's well, what half a million. Well, then you are ugly. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's maybe he was just being honest. Maybe he realizes he's not a good-looking man. Patrick, <laughs> very natural. Roll, I like it. Roll the uh, roll the intro music. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? Oh, I love that our our neighbor now has put you in this bizarre oh, situation. Oh my goodness. Okay. It's not bizarre for me. Like I'm good with it, but for some reason you can't let it go. Our neighbor across the hall. Oh well, let's say he's upstairs. <laughs> So that his identity. <laughs> Bleep that out so that if he hears it, he'll know. Every time we see him, he's with a different woman. Okay, I've seen him with three different girls, okay? The first one, he introduced as his girlfriend. The second one, he didn't introduce, but they were like all over each other as if they'd been together for a really long time. And then when I asked how they met, she said that she was a flight attendant and he was on the plane with her and then like they hooked up which is totally fine, do what you're gonna do. So then today I see him with another girl who looked similar to the first girl. Apparently, maybe I have facial blindness. I thought it was the same girl too. I thought it was the same girl. So he says, oh, Francesca, have you met whatever her name is? And I was like, oh yeah, I think so, I remember. And I like shook her hand, I was like, yeah, I met you. And <laughs> yeah, she looked yeah. at me like. You're the, you're the, you're the blonde one, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have said. She looked at me 
Like, I have never seen you in my life. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, why are you putting me in this position? Just don't introduce me to these girls. What if I say the wrong thing? I think you already did. Oh God, I Because she, you said horrible. that she looked at you like, um, this is suspicious. Yeah, and because I, at the minute it came out of my mouth, I realized I had mixed her up with the other one because the first one, when he introduced her to me, he was like, this is Francesca. And she was like, wow, what a beautiful name. That's so cool. You're awesome. And I was like, yeah, thank you. And she was like, <laughs> she was like you're great. Don't ever like, change. Yeah, she was like, be yourself, girl. And don't let anybody stop you. You're going places. And you got great eyebrows. I was like, thanks, stop girl. It. I, it didn't was, say any of that. She with her eyes. She was thinking it. <laughs> Deep within her heart. So I was like, okay, great. And then when I see this girl and I go to shake her hand, she made that wince that like a dog makes when it's like gonna get in trouble. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like kind of like when Phil gets caught like taking my underwear out of the closet, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like yeah. that's how she looked at me when I was shaking her hand and I was like, oh, you are completely opposite from the other one. <laughs> and then the other one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know their names. I don't know what to do. I guess I need to have Why a- do you care? Because it's like it I, is strange that it is strange that he introduces them like you guys are gonna be buddies and like they'll be back again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I care because like do what you're gonna do, fine. Mm-hmm. But I guess it just makes me uncomfortable, like you said, that he introduces them to me and it's not like I'm at his house hanging out. I'm like walking the dogs and he's like, hey, hey, Francesca, wait, 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 I want you to meet somebody. And I'm like, oh God, another one. <laughs> I just smile and nod. Because I just figure, like, I don't even clock them anymore. Well, good for you. I, I'm i somebody that has a conscience. And now I feel like I need some sort of hand signal to show them, like, you're number four. <laughs> <What> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, th- there's more of you. But what do you do? Like, pass him a note? I don't know. I wouldn't feel so weird about it if he hadn't introduced the first one to me as his girlfriend. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if he was just like, that, yeah, that and, is weird. and like, he's introducing them to me. Like, dude, I don't care, like, who mm-hmm. you're hooking up with. But, like, do you know what I'm saying? And then she's, like, petting yeah. my dog and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who this girl is. <laughs> <laughs> Get your third place hands off my dog. <laughs> this is for the first place girl. This for the main be, bitch. You, need to hold. you probably fuck like a granny oh, fuck. No. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just trying to tie it back in. Don't quote Drake or Gucci Mane. No, she's more like an aunt. She's not somebody's grandma. She's you fuck she's, like an auntie fuck. I'm just saying. That's terrible. <laughs> Whatever, you're the one who's, who did, decided for the callback. I just I just walked right into it. Oh, speaking of, that, that reminds me. I thought someone was having sex in our apartment. Like, not what? in our apartment, not in our apartment, but in our building. Like, constantly. Because I just, every time I would walk outside, I would hear these moaning, like mm. this moan. What? It was just so consistent, but it was like late at night, middle of the day, mm-hmm. early in the morning. And then this morning I heard it again. I was like, wow, this, this woman never, like, gets enough. She's <laughs> constantly going. It sounded like a woman. Woman moaning, and, and then it got closer to me, and I was like, "How is this moaning woman getting closer to me?" Turned out it was a cat. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> yeah, you well, because you know some of them sound say. like crying babies. They all listen when we. This one sounded like a moaning woman. They usually do sound like crying babies, which is very gross, and that's what they sound like when they're having sex. Oh, really? Is that? <laughs> that's not... The only reason I know is because when I lived in Miami, I thought that somebody had left a baby 
like in the little alley behind my apartment. And oh I walked God. in on and two And in Miami, cats. you have to wonder. Too. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, somebody. You get to be like, that's not a baby. I know no one left it a baby in that have, alley. It could have been a baby. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, we're from Florida. So like, the chances are high. And so I went back there and I freaking interrupted two cats doing the, <laughs> the horizontal mambo. And then and you I was felt like, terrible. It was like they a were strange- like, a little privacy, please. It was like a strange Seriously. foreshadowing. It's like, sound like a baby to make a baby. Speechless, Fran. <laughs> Speechless. The look of disgust <laughs> on your face. You know what? I think that that is a perfect segue into Patrick's favorite corner. You know it. You love it. I like how you only bring this segment back every week now just to twist the knife. <laughs> do it. People love it. I do. Why? There's no reason to love this segment. I think mar- partially because you hate it. So much. <laughs> um. So apparently, there are 36 baby names that are on the verge of extinction. And this is because in 2016, and now we are a few months into 2017, no one has named their babies these following names. Seriously. <laughs> Isn't this weird? This sounds like a change.org petition. <laughs> what what are they? Um, a few of the names are Angela. Really? Angela? <laughs> Seriously? Doris, Diane, Ernest. Uh, I can see I can see Ernest. Leonard. Maureen, Malcolm, here's what I... These, some of these are popular names. Not or regular any, names. Not anymore. Going the way of the dinosaurs. Here's the thing, I know though. a Diane. <laughs> is, she, is she a baby? <laughs> She's not a baby. Exactly. <laughs> no, here's the thing. A lot of these names, like Wayne, Yvonne, Sheila, Sharon, they're adult-sounding names, mm-hmm. right? I would be creeped out if I met a baby named Wayne. It's just not a name for a baby. Well, I think they've also worked their way out into like popular culture. So you associate these things with certain people. Or Roy. Sometimes even like I got, yeah, I don't know a Roy. I don't know a baby named Roy. I don't know many Gus's. Maybe Gus is already extinct. Mm, Yeah, that's not on the list. I knew one Gus and he was like 90 something years old. Exactly. And probably when he was a baby, they named him something else. (laughs) (laughs) He only only got Gus once he turned 80. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's how this works. You made it this far. Now your Congratulations. name is Now your name is Gus. You're now Gus. Um I will also say that <laughs> the old baby baby segment oh baby baby is a <laughs> challenge because most if you google baby I do have a google alert for baby. You do? Just because of this segment. Um all of the headlines are like really morbid. Like I have to dig to find something that's like an innocuous baby headline because every other baby story is like somebody killed their baby or like They're all Florida man headlines. They're all Florida <laughs> baby. They're all terrible. So I just want you to know that the other headline that I almost made this segment about is why owning a cat or a dog could protect your baby from obesity and allergies. So I thought that was interesting because we have a fat dog, but that doesn't mean that we will have a fat baby. Well, that's good. I know. I thought, that's good. I feel well, like I wish I had a dog when I was a kid now. Oh. 
I feel like it could have saved me, saved me a lot of, lot of hard times in middle school. <laughs> but what if I just like became? It just he just became like my buddy eating stuff. You know what I mean? Like what if? Oh, then at least you wouldn't. Like be I could see, I could see Phil. <laughs> I could see Phil and our like fat baby like hanging uh, out with each other, just just eating snack food. Well, uh, I, I feel like Phil would not be a good influence. I gotta say. Oh no, he would be a terrible influence. Well, on the other hand, he would probably steal the baby's food. So. That could be a possibility. Is that why these kids end up skinny? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps it up for this week's installment of your favorite segment and mine. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. Can you please make an intro for the segment? I think you say, oh, baby, baby, like 20 times I know, per segment. but I want to have, like, babies in the background, like, wah! Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll and do put, it. Like, and put, like, um, like, a lullaby sounding, like, ding. So this is so it's gonna sound like the intro to a horror movie. Yes. This is, that's like the beginning of American <laughs> Horror Story, literally. Yeah, that's what. I, and then I want me laughing like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. Yeah, put all of that together <laughs> and somehow make it good. I have some news. What's your news? Um. Well, first of all, no. Nah, wait, no. Nah, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. You are so <laughs> rude. The first news is I hit 100,000 followers on Instagram. Woo. I'm sorry. I don't woo well. I'm not a good wooer. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I, that was genuine enthusiasm. <laughs> Try it again. Please. And, like, do high pitch. Like, See, woo's... I can't do it, though. Like, that's oh, the thing. You I have can't no, do. I don't no, have a falsetto. You have no falsetto. And I can't. Should have been smoking them cigarettes. I smoked my falsetto. I literally smoked my falsetto away. <laughs> I can give you a yeah. No, no, no. No, no. I <laughs> Will you hear... take a yeah? No, I want to hear the woo. And I want to hear what's left of your falsetto. <clears throat> Woo! I got there! I did it! You did it! Wow. Well, thank you for the um, woo of <laughs> it was the for congratulatory. The it wasn't for you. Okay. Well, thank you anyway. Um, I hit 100K on Instagram. Seriously, congratulations. That's a big deal. Thank you. It really is. Um, I saw somebody say something that I thought was very poignant about popularity on Instagram. They said that a lot of Instagram followers is like being rich in Monopoly money. And it's true. <laughs> you get nothing for it. I don't get anything out of it except for the satisfaction but of But within knowing. the game, you're like top dog. I mean, I'm not even top because there are people that have like millions oh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of followers But I mean, you're Instagram. somebody in the context of Instagram. Yeah. But it, outside of Instagram, it, it gets you nothing. It was exciting for me. And I did a little photo shoot with balloons, yeah. which was really fun. Taken by Delon, our, our good buddy, who's a great he uh, photographer. did a great job, even though lots of people thought that the balloon said, look, they say 100K. <laughs> I can see that now. <laughs> All the comments were like, look, look, look. And I was like, why are they saying, why is everyone saying look? <laughs> Spent so much time trying to get them like perfect. Weren't they like $80 balloons too? They were like $45. I, they were so expensive you wouldn't let me throw them out. And they had to slowly had and to sadly slowly... die in our living room. Yeah, no, in the office. In the office, whatever. I was like, I'm keeping these. And then at one point I just said, okay. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, I wish I had taken a photo shoot with balloons that said okay because that's just funny <laughs> um my other news is decoded is back after the trolls said that we got canceled i swear to goodness that people every single day people were like your little show got canceled how does it feel to not have a job <laughs> and i was like what are you talking about decoded is not 
canceled. I have a lot of shit to do. And so they work around my schedule because I'm the boss up in here, okay? You know whose name is on the executive producer slot? This bitch right here. And if I can't film, we ain't filming. And now we can't film. So <laughs> to go to this back. Patrick's like, why are you so angry? <laughs> this has been a little roller coaster. <laughs> Um, but we are happy that Dakota is back. We are so happy, and what's so cool is the week that we came back, we find out that we are nominated for the Webby Awards in Public Service and Activism, which is kind of a big deal. That's awesome. I hope you win it. You Me were nominated too. previously. No, we were nominated for the Shorty Awards. Oh. But, you know, the thing is, is these things are popularity contests. It's all about votes. It really is, because in the science no, category, in the science category of the Shorty Awards, I went to that with you. Oh, yeah. So I forget who won, but it was some dude who was like, I don't know, like rapping about making pancakes or something like that. He won over the astronaut that oh, was filming himself in, in space. space. And it was who, like, okay. Who like, teaches kids about like how he eats and like how <laughs> right. oxygen works and shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really And that was is. when I realized the whole thing was a sham. Well, you have to like spend a lot of time campaigning. You know, it would be great to win. I would be super happy. Excited. You deserve it. It'll also just be fun to like get dressed up and like walk the carpet and stuff. And to watch your trolls get upset. They're always gonna be upset. You know what? I have a freaking I have my calendar set for when this press release for this thing I've been working on for like six freaking months drops. Since this recording, the thing has dropped. And I cannot wait. <laughs> I know be... that's the thing you're most excited about. I'm like not even as excited about the thing as I am about people being upset about the thing. And guess what? It's going. To... I'm gonna be so silent in my pettiness. I'm just gonna share it and be like, "Thank y'all for watching. Good night." So yeah, I'll be really happy. I like if the we silent win. pettiness. Ugh, it's so hard. Pettiness is one of the well, I was gonna say one of the few things I'm good at, but I'm good at so many things. But it's pettiness up there, is one of the things where I'm like, <laughs> you have a I face am, made for pettiness, though. You I really can't do. Even control it. Like some people have resting bitch face. I have resting petty face. My face is just ready at all times. I'm just like ready to hit that send on Twitter. You know what I mean? I got mm. this down to a science. I know what gifts to put in everything. <laughs> so yeah, it will be great to win. And I will, you know what? I will even try to curb the petty for my acceptance speech if I win. That, I'm gonna put that in the universe. I'm gonna be real gracious. <laughs> you, you sound, you sound, sound very genuine. Okay, so this is a thing. People regularly say that we are couple goals. Um, we posted a video of us talking about Shakira, the Shakira lyrics video. But so many of the comments were like, I love you guys so much, like your couple's goals. Like um, someone else said like, I never wanted a boyfriend until I saw like 
Francesca and Patrick. And I was like, this ain't my boyfriend. That was a really funny comment, too. Oh, they were like, I only want He was a like, I only want a boyfriend when I need a photographer <laughs> and when I listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. And I was like, Patrick sucks at taking photos. So you do. You always cut off my hair. <laughs> you do. It's too big. And your hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. Um, I learned long ago that Patrick is not the one to ask for my outfit photos because he'll take one and he'll be like, do I need to take more? And I'm like, yeah, now I want to jump. <laughs> now I want to spin around. Can you do a boomerang? <laughs> he doesn't want to do any of those things. I don't want to do any of those and then things. His hands are all shaky. So yeah, people are always saying that we're relationship goals. Um, and I know that it's meant as a compliment, but it kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. And Because <laughs> you're petty. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with petty. How could that make you uncomfortable? People it, saying that. Okay this, is, okay, this is why. It makes me uncomfortable because, personally, I don't like the idea of, like, using goals to describe other people. Because, like, I'm flattered that people like our relationship. And, like, we have a great relationship. You're mm-hmm. my best friend. I love you. Thanks. But I don't want people to, like, compare themselves to us. Because, like, every relationship is different. And our relationship is not perfect. Like, we have our good days and bad days. We just don't have the bad days on the podcast. You know what I mean? And, like, and we've also been together a really long time. So I think that, like, where we're at in our relationship is something that I'm glad that people aspire to. But at the same time, it's, like, where you are at or who you develop a relationship with or, like, where it goes over time is going to be completely different from us. I don't know I always think about the other side of social media and how it like really can fuck with people's heads in terms of like their self-esteem it's like the it's in some ways it's like the you know newest incarnation of the women's magazine where it's just constantly showing you an unattainable body type that probably isn't your body and 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 expressing to you you should be like this yeah I can see what you're saying and that's why it's like on the one hand like it does make me feel good I I'm so flattered by, you know, the compliments and the mm-hmm. way that people, like, enjoy our show and stuff. But then I also have, like, in my heart, I just want to, like, protect them and be like, oh, you're going to find somebody or, yeah. like, you know. And or... whatever you find might look very different from what you see here. Absolutely. But that's great for you. Yeah, exactly. And, like, we have, oh, my gosh, I remember when I um, when I worked at Maybelline, I worked with this girl who was super nice, but she was, like, really sensitive and, like, you know how we are. We tease each other all the time. And, like, I yeah, could not. Yeah, we don't pull any punches. We do not pull any punches. I could not tease. I, I remember, like, I would tease her lightly. And she would be like, Ugh. Like, so I stopped doing <laughs> yeah. it. And then, like, one time, she, like, saw my phone, like, a text from you. And I don't remember what you said. But it was, it was classic Patrick. <laughs> and she was like, I can't believe he talks to you that way. She was, like, upset about it. And I was like, girl, we talk like that to each other all the time. Are you kidding me? We talk mad shit. And she was, like, horrified. And I love that I love that classic Patrick translates to abusive relationship for somebody else. She was positively shook. She was looking at me like, girl, are you okay? And actually, somebody emailed us one time. Do you remember that? Somebody emailed us and was like, First of all, it was to both of us. So, like, Patrick's going to see the email. But she was like, hey, girl, you know, the way Patrick talks to you sometimes, I just don't know. Like, you know, is everything okay over there? Like, it was, she was, like, (laughs) genuinely concerned. And, like, you could see the side eye in the email. She was like, "Mm, sometimes I listen to this podcast. And I'm like, like, I was just like, no, it's totally fine. Like, we have a relationship where we 
tease each other a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sensitive sometimes. What did you say to me yesterday? You were like, that chicken book? What was that book? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a book about... It's a cooking book. It's a cooking it's a cook book, book about chicken. And it's just specifically chicken. And I don't know why, but you were really upset about this chicken it book. It just started really getting on my nerves. Patrick was like, you want to see this chicken book? You want to see this chicken book? It's a book about chicken. I was like, stop! Leave me alone! <laughs> it wasn't even teasing. <laughs> It wasn't even, it wasn't the least bit aggressive. And then Patrick was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it, uh, you my, definitely turn on me sometimes. I have my moments where I just like, I don't know what happens. Like, I just don't want to be teased anymore. And then I just, you know, shut down and I get upset. And then we're over it. Yeah. I, I'll record some of this stuff for you guys at some point. I'll play it and we will cure you of your couple's goals. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should insert. Like a bunch of um, clips of me like slamming doors and like smacking around. <laughs> I don't even do. I don't. You even, don't want this. I don't do that. But like, maybe now we'll get some messages that are like, "Y'all ain't all that. Why you think you got a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but thank you to everyone who who said nice things because oh. that is really sweet. Oh, absolutely. Some part of me just wants to be like, "Y'all gonna be all right." <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. I'm of like you. your auntie. <laughs> you fuck like an auntie fuck. Oh my god! No, I'm sorry. What? I'm trying to bring it back to the. Don't ever <laughs> in your life fix your mouth to say what type of family member I fuck like, okay? <laughs> what you're not gonna do is that on this podcast. Just pull your panties up, friend. What? <laughs> this couple goals comment reminds me of something that happened really recently. My best friend since like fifth grade got married. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't the best man. His brother was the best man, which is sensible. Right. Right? But his brother was really sick all weekend. And so all weekend, he promoted me to best man, and then... And then he would take it away. And then demoted me from best man over and over and over again as his brother got really sick and then decided he felt good enough and he was going to make it and he was going to make it. So right before, right before the uh, best man speech, the groom comes over to me. He goes, he goes, just so you know, my brother is here. He's going to do the speech. He's going to do the best man speech because um, he's feeling capable of, of making it through it. I said, okay. He turns around, literally as he's turning around to walk away... The groom's sister comes over to me and goes, just so you know, his brother just isn't feeling well enough. You have to give the best man speech. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even I didn't even know that that happened. It happened exactly like that. Oh, like my like there was no delay. I was like, but I just talked to the groom. I thought you still did a really good job. So anyway, I give the best man speech and it includes it includes some advice. And the advice is like, you know, patience is a virtue, but don't be patient with the things that matter most in your relationship. You. If you're you know, if dropping you, those gems. I'm serious. Serious. I, I saw Heads nodding. No, people, people were, were wasted. People were like, "That's really good advice." I was like, "That's my man. <laughs> That's mine." I was like that because I had had I a little bit that. too much alcohol at 11 a.m. Learn from my mistakes. Anyway, you know, so I give that advice, and then on the way home from that trip to the wedding, our other very close friend texts me and goes, "Hey, I took your advice to the groom at the wedding. Anyway, my girlfriend broke up with me." And I'm single now. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, wait. So he took your advice. He took my advice. He went after what mattered in his relationship with his girlfriend, who's a very serious girlfriend. And see, this is why you don't do that couple's goals <laughs> shit. Because what works for one person doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, and she broke up with him. Oh, my God. I know. That is, uh, oh, that sucks. So, it, you know what? It does, Don't yeah. take our advice, ever. You don't, you don't want to take <laughs> advice from us. <laughs> Thank you.
Want to move into the science corner? It looks like we've got two science corners. We've got dueling science corners. Science corner. Um, there was a baby that was born with three genetic parents. Three parents. Three parents. So <clears throat> apparently what happened was, apparently, the mom <laughs> had some sort of genetic thing that was like a birth defect. So she's given birth to two previous babies and they died. But uh, the doctor figured out a way to possibly make sure that this genetic mutation didn't happen with the next baby by actually taking um, an embryo from a healthy donor and putting it inside of her egg. So it's like a hybrid egg. It's like a little. It's like a little Cadbury. Do you so know what they, I mean? There's like a little. They didn't. There's like a little honey in the middle. <laughs> I don't think a that's honey, honey in there. A honey from a different honey. Inside. What are you trying to do to us? Basically, the baby has two mamas, okay? Very nice. Um, and then, and one papa, and then now the baby has three parents. So my question to you is, who is your second mama, if you could choose? Oh, if I could choose a second mom? And I will also say I'm a little bummed that it wasn't two dads because I think who is your second daddy sounds way funnier. But Who's your second daddy? Exactly. <laughs> sounds like a Drake it's, lyric. It's also, yeah, it's both It's both skeezy he's yet like, humble, he's right? Like, it's like, not, not who's your daddy? It's like, who's the second daddy? Who's your second daddy? Because I'm both. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. I would like for it to be. Uh, it can be like um, a celebrity. I don't know any celebrity. You know I'm I bad know, at you this. Don't, you don't. <laughs> I'd want to be like, um, you know, like like the Virgin Mary or something. So it's you know, it's like very. She can't be your mama. What? Because she's because she's a virgin. Is that? <laughs> is that why? That's what I'm going for. <laughs> it's that look that I'm going for. Stop. You can't be on the same plane as Jesus. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know who my brother like, is? Jesus. <laughs> exactly. You know the parties I'd get into? I'd be invited to everything. Baby, no one wants People would be thanking me at award no one, ceremonies. No one's inviting Jesus' brother like, to a party. I'd like to thank Jesus' brother. That's a <laughs> but I'm like the cool brother. Like, Jesus is like, no, I'm not cool with this. But I come in, I'm like, I'm good with it. And you get the benefit of knowing I'm Jesus' brother, and I'm good with it. It's like carte blanche to do whatever you want. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well... I would want my second mama to be. Ugh, I feel like this. You're, is, really, you're really thinking hard about this. I am. I am because I want. Spoiler wanna, alert: You don't get a chance to have a second mom. Who would it be? Oprah. <laughs> a likely choice. Yeah, exactly. I want all of her connections. Mm -hmm. I want all of her money. Mm -hmm. I want her to be like, "I'm your mama." <laughs> <laughs> I my science corner can't top that. It can't? No, I don't think so. I have a new game, too. What's that? It's Is called... it called Oh Baby Baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called You Guessed It! And it's all about who should be guests on our podcast. Oh, that's actually a good one. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I'm going to, like, give you a description and then you have to guess who the guest is. And you're going to be really bad at this because you don't know anybody's <laughs> name. And then they're going to be guests on our show? <laughs> What? You're setting us up for failure. And that'll be their intro. The intro will be Patrick being like, um, ooh, I don't know their name. 
<laughs> I think it's funny. Here's the thing. We were talking about this, um, you know, really trying to take our podcast to the next level. And we realized that the thing that our podcast doesn't have, we've got corners, we've got a theme song, we're in a stewed. A stewed stands for studio. Um, we've got three. <laughs> for those in the biz. <laughs> biz stands for business. <laughs> Um, we don't have guests. We've never had a guest on our podcast, baby. And we need some. That way we don't have to do all the heavy lifting. We're like, hey, guest, what did you bring us? Did you make games? Exactly. Do you have a Florida man? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we just throw him under the bus. Exactly. Um, so we get guests and then we kill them. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this person is an activist. Mm-hmm. They're really popular on Twitter. Okay. I, I might have a chance at guessing this. And... Because I'm, I'm also really, but I have 2,000 followers on Twitter. Look I don't know if you, you know that. Look at you, baby. Yeah. Okay, listen, you're still, you're not listening. Okay, I'm yeah. going to get my look balloons together. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little photo shoot. <laughs> no, just get the number two. You get three <laughs> for when you hit 3,000. We have to do a photo shoot when you get to 3,000. <laughs> it's going to be the... Or you know what we should just do? We should so just lame. Photoshop a three balloon with Leonardo DiCaprio and tell everybody that that was your photo shoot. <laughs> okay. okay, so listen. This person is an activist. They're really popular on tw- Twitter. They um, started a nonprofit organization to help um, de-escalate police violence mm-hmm. and talk about how to address it in communities of color. Yep. Who is the guest? DeRay. Yes! Yes. Okay, see that was But you know I've been I've been following DeRay. He was like the first person I followed on Twitter. Yeah. So. See, I almost I almost gave one big clue away that he always wears a blue vest. Oh, that would have been, yeah. That would have been. But I didn't even need that. Okay, so I started you off easy. Okay. <clears throat> this person is a friend of mine. They are a blogger. They also have a podcast. Um, they talk about mental health and beauty and natural hair and like lighting candles and incense. Oh yeah, okay, I know, it's Fran, it's Francesca. Yes! Hey Fran, hey. Yes! Yeah, okay. Okay, all right, I'm gonna do one more. See? The incense was it, Cause, because first you were like, <laughs> let's see, they're a blogger and a podcast. I was like, okay, you've named narrowed it down to about four million people. <laughs> we're good. Okay, this person is someone that I don't think that we ever could get on the podcast, but I know it would make you really happy. They're a rapper. They're white. <laughs> you make me. I'm um, both. You can do both. Because I'm both. Because <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> All right. Um, who is it? I don't know anything else. Rapper about. and I white. Know, I don't know anything that's else. That's what about I him. get. That's all I know about him. I know you like him. I know who it is. And that's why he should be on the podcast for you. It's Aesop Rock. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I that was really kind of you to, to throw me a bone. Baby, you did a great job with this game. I actually did. I got him all right. You guessed it! All right, you ready for a listener letter? Yes. Okay, if you want to email us, um, get your letter read on our podcast and answered by two geniuses um, of advice, (laughs) you can can email us at lmbpodcast at gmail.com. We're always happy to read your letters and get your feedback. So today's letter comes from Anthony, and I'm just going to shorten this really quickly. Um, Anthony says, I'm the type of person who just enjoys love in every sense of the word. And he says he seems to fall in love pretty easily. 
and that he sat back one day and realized that his relationship, most recent relationship, didn't really last very long. Mm -hmm. And he said it it felt like, though he was quick to feel these strong emotions um, with his partner, uh, it, it, it didn't go anywhere. They broke up. After that, he said he realized that he feels like he jumps in too soon, gets too invested emotionally, and wants to know if there's a way that he can go about sort of, I guess, wading into a healthy relationship mm. instead of jumping the gun um, and, and putting all of his feelings out there. Yeah, and lo- it looks like he actually even said, how long did it take for you and Pat to say, hey, I'm in love with you, and what do you two consider to be the perfect time frame to take the next step and be exclusive? And this is what you were saying before, I think, which was yeah. there really is no metric for this sort of Full thing. Full disclosure, Patrick was my first serious boyfriend. Like, I dated people before Pat, but it never became, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. It was always in that weird kind of influx stage where it's like, what are we doing? Like, we're Mm. hanging out a lot. Like, Did you write this letter? This is, like, you sound like actually (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, I realize a lot of people go through that. Because when I was dealing with that, it was really frustrating for me. Because I had numerous times where I was like, you know, things were going on with me and this guy, and then I would say, like, what's going on with us? Like, are we dating? Like, do you want to be my boyfriend? And then they would peace out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They would just be like, I'm not really, like, I don't can't do something serious. And then they would go off, and, like, the next girl they would date, they would, like, go get married. I'd be like, what the F? I just asked you if you wanted to be my boyfriend, and you were, like, not really ready. And then you're like, I'm getting married. I'm like, what? It's not me, it's you. I wish that there was an easy answer for this, because Mm. it sounds like you are somebody who is ready to get serious with someone. And that can be really frustrating when you're surrounded by people who are not ready to get serious. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with just being honest with somebody. You know, as much as it hurt my heart when that happened, those people were not the right people for me. Mm -hmm. And so, like, asking them up front, I mean, you don't ask them on, like, the first date, you know? Do you love me? No. (laughs) But, I mean, at the same time, okay, perfect example, our friends who just got married, they met on a dating app that was, like, really geared towards people getting married. Like, it was really about people who were serious to take the next step in their relationship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Pat's best friend is somebody who is similar to you, a very, like, loving person who like wants to get serious like he's always been that type of person he's been looking for very relationship oriented he's been looking for somebody to get married to like he's not like you know just going out and hooking up with girls like he's really about finding the right person and I think that you have to put that out there if you're going on dates with people and you don't have to say it straight to them like do you want to get serious but you could say like yeah you know I've dated a lot I've been dating people and I just I'm having a hard time finding somebody who really wants to be serious because I'm I'm ready to find the right person you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's just like it could be very casual not saying to the person like when you gonna put a ring on this finger <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah like I said I think it works differently for everyone um, I don't know how long it was before we said, I love I you. I love you. I don't remember either. And, I mean, the thing is, is we've been together a really long time. But I do think that we knew, oh, my God, I will never forget. We went to Kim and Brian's wedding in mm-hmm. Texas. And, and I love Kim and Brian. Their wedding was one of the most beautiful and lavish weddings I have ever been to in my life. 
Pat yeah. and I, again, we had maybe been together two years, maybe three. We're at this wedding. I mean, oh we God, were serious. It was, it was just, it was amazing. There were like chocolate fountains and, and beautiful, there, yeah. And there it were was like, wild. there were like crystals hanging from the ceiling, and it was just like there was a band. There was a groom's cake, and the cake was like the shape of a guy throwing a football because like Brian loves football. And so we're sitting at this table with like a tree with like chocolate strawberries hanging off of it and shit. And Pat looks at me, literally, we've been together for three years. Pat looks at me and he goes, you know our wedding is nothing like this, right? <laughs> and I was like, aw, I love you, baby. Like, we hadn't even talked about marriage and Pat was just like, don't get excited because it's not gonna be like this. And I delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Our wedding was nothing like that. It really wasn't. And you know what? It was wonderful. And Kim and Brian were there, and they said that it was one of their favorite weddings. And I think that that is, in many ways, similar to, like, the idea of you can't you can't force it. You can't compare what your, your time frame to anybody else's. Like, we could, you know, conjure up the date that we said I love you. But, you know, I know people that met and like their first date they were like oh my god you were the one you know what i mean that's like, our friend i mean the who just got married right i mean i had to actually talk to him and say this was kind of fast do you think maybe and it's they too are, fast and they're and you know what he told me he said it felt right and i think he was right i think i see i see no cracks in their relationship they seem like they're wonderful people and wonderful together and that's the thing you just know and i i say this all the time and i joke about it but I think oftentimes people put all of these like certain uh, expectations on what the relationship's going to be like. They're mm-hmm. like, I need somebody that has this kind of job and lives in this place and does X, Y, and Z, and they don't like shellfish, and they like they start getting like super specific. <laughs> yeah. And I think as soon as you and do talking that, themselves out of possible you talk yourself out of everything. You know, yeah. I remember Patrick drove a car with a hole in the bottom of it. <laughs> Love we telling could people see this. The, We could see the road <laughs> as we were driving, and in my mind, I was like, "Who in the fuck am I with? I'm gonna fall through this hole. I could die." It you know, was, you were never gonna fall. <laughs> Out of the bottom of the I could have dropped an earring or something. And <laughs> that could have happened. And it yes. would have been gone forever. But you know what? <laughs> I liked the guy. You know? And, like, I think that when you... You also couldn't afford decent earrings at the time. So um, it really wasn't like a big me, loss. <laughs> you don't know anything about my financial situation when we got together. Those ge- earrings could have been a gift. <laughs> that's true. That's true. This is all I'm saying is that, like, if you are somebody, when you meet somebody that you're interested in, that you guys are not seeing eye to eye in where the relationship is going or what the goals are for the relationship. Because again, when you're young, yeah, you're gonna date a lot of people. You get to a certain age and you're like, okay, I wanna get married. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I wanna do. And Pat and I had that conversation at one point where I was like, what is happening? Are we gonna get married? And it was like, yeah. Yeah, I think before you were in law school, and that's like when we were like, all right, we're gonna wait till after law school because Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? And we had a conversation about it and it wasn't like an ultimatum. It was a conversation of like, look, I really wanna get married. Like, I want this to be serious. I want this to go to like that next stage in our relationship. And so we were like, yeah, that's something that we're gonna work towards. And you have to do the same thing when you're dating somebody. You know, again, it's not the first day, but you say, look, I'm not really into like hooking up or, you know, uh, dating multiple people at one time, Mm -hmm. or like, I'm not looking for something casual, like I am looking for a serious relationship. And again, it's gonna hurt if the person's not, but that's why you wanna know, so that you don't waste your time. Right. Right? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. There's no point in forcing it. There are a lot of people out there. Someone will be perfect for you. And forcing it is only going to get you into a spot that you don't want to be in. It's only going to cause you to, to put your, uh, your emotional well-being mm-hmm. in somebody else's hands, in the hands of a relationship that's not going anywhere and you shouldn't be in. I mean, that's the real danger. And I don't know if this is Anthony, so I, I'm not necessarily commenting on, on you, but whenever I see people who are really eager to be in love or really eager to be in a relationship, uh, you know, my first thought is always, yeah, but I mean, you can have a relationship, but the relationship is contingent on who you're with. Right. That's the relationship. And it also so, is like really placing your happiness in somebody else's hands. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't rush it. Take your time. Yeah. There are plenty also, of people out there. And there are more dating apps now than ever. So there's got to be something out there that works. Like yeah. our friend who who met on J-Swipe. J- J-Swipe. Yeah. And here's the thing. I am very much of the mind you know, I got burned, like, right before Pat and I started dating. I, like, was interested in this guy, and it was the same, like, run around, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do me. I'm going to focus on me. Like, I had one of my, you know, moments where I was like, I don't need a man. Like, I'm done with this bullshit. Um, and for me, I think that that, like, helped. But also, when I talk to my friends, it seems like a lot of times when you decide, you know what? I'm going to focus on myself and making myself happy and feeling good about what I'm doing, like that's when the right person kind of comes into view. You know what I mean? It's I like, think that's when you're at your best. Right. You know, because the, the lack of confidence shows when you're hoping somebody else likes you. Right. And you start trying to be something that you're not. And, that, and, and that's true across the board. Everyone I've ever known is their most attractive, usually when they when they leave a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because that glow up is real. Because they're so excited just to be out on their own, even if they're nervous about it, even if they're hurt because of the loss of their, you know, former partner. It's like new beginnings. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, a lot of them are just like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And that somehow is very attractive because you're not, you're not, you're not playing to other people's expectations. You're just being yourself. Yeah, so you know what? Think of this as an opportunity to kind of really focus on what you want. I know it sucks when a relationship ends or doesn't go the way that you want it to, um, but this is not the end of the world, uh, and the right person is out there for you. So go get them, Anthony. <laughs> um, we've got one more listener letter. It is from Anna. She says, greetings from Germany in the UK. I want to say I love listening to you guys. You always have me laughing out loud. Every time you upload an episode of the podcast, I can't wait to listen. And honestly, you guys are couple goals. There it is. There it is. Those magic words. My question is for Patrick. I realize your job is private, but I was wondering if you could talk about the reality of everyday life as a lawyer and how it compares to what people think being a lawyer is like. Mm, that's a really good question. Yeah. Being a lawyer is nothing like what you think being a lawyer is going Especially to be. Especially because so many TV shows are about being a lawyer. That's that's every TV show written about everything ever. I know, but like there's so <laughs> yeah, many I mean, crime shows. They like, would, TV shows would make you think that like being a teacher is all about sipping a flask while in class, you know. And I mean? every doctor show, everybody's sleeping with each other. I don't know when they save lives. Right. They are always. <laughs> they're, they're so busy. Banging each other. with each other. <laughs> Could so you please how, help this amputee? Please. So how is being a lawyer actually different from what everybody thinks being a lawyer is like? Okay, so it's less theory and more practice. Mm-hmm. So you get to wear the suit. You get to feel good about wearing a suit. And seriously, what draws people to the profession consistently 
is a is not I don't want to say a sense of status, but a sense of importance. Mm-hmm. You know, a sense that you have in your grasp the ability to change things, mm-hmm. and that's that's true. Not it's just the money true. part. I feel like that's why everyone wants to be a lawyer. But that's second. There there are a few polls on this as to why people go to law school, and money is high up there, but it's not the first one. The first one is the sense of of status, the sense of being in a profession that is respected. And well liked, and that's true. You get that's a lot. That's so of interesting because I feel like there's so many like uh, sleazy lawyer jokes and stereotypes. So it's interesting to hear that people think of it as something uh, that really has a level of status. Yeah, but even amidst those sleazy lawyer jokes, there's that notion that being a lawyer means you're you're somebody. You're intelligent. You're mm-hmm. obvious. You're assumed to be intelligent. Yeah. And I went to law school with you're people a problem solver, that right? were not that intelligent. Yeah. And you have a skill set and, and people need you. People depend the on the world you. of legality is just endless. Right. So there's a lot to lot to be done. But in practice, depending on what kind of field you go into, in practice, you spend a lot of time at a desk. You spend a lot of time reading. You spend a lot of time writing. You're not really in the courtroom, like, arguing and, like, shutting shit down. Exactly. And nobody gives, like, the magical closing argument that they do on television. So no. that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's sad, but that never happens. It's not real. There's no smoking gun. In fact, the rules are designed to keep the smoking gun from happening. You mm-hmm. know, that that lost witness that comes into the courtroom at the last minute. It's right. like, wait a second, I'm calling so-and-so's sister who you thought was dead, but they're not. <laughs> And they're going to say they saw the whole thing. And God, then you're I always that want that to happen, though. Yeah, no, none of that happens. I know. I, I want it to happen, too. <laughs> How do you think I feel? Uh, but I will say this. The only reason to be a lawyer is because you really want to practice law. And it's hard to understand what that actually means. But the truth is, it's not very glamorous. You meet a lot of smart people. But oh, you should know this, too. The people you work with are – I've worked with a number of really wonderful, nice people – but they're not particularly funny. <laughs> and honestly, that's a that's like a big strike against the profession for me. I'm like, you guys aren't funny at all. And you don't get any of my jokes. Oh no. <laughs> I would I will say though, I would love to see your jokes bombing with a bunch of your coworkers. Oh my God. Yeah, I I it's it's a great profession and it's a lot of the things people say it is. Um, but you really have to know what you're getting into is a lot, a lot of work. Well, if you could do things differently, well, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about going into law? Because sometimes I meet people, you know, I speak at a lot of schools, and I meet students who are like, oh, I'm going into law school, and part of me wants to be like, don't do it, just because I know it is so hard, you know? It's and you, hard, yeah. You've been doing it for, for a, a minute, so you're in a totally different place than you were four years ago when you started. Oh, I'm, I mean, started. I'm a model of success. I'm at a global firm doing really high-level work. And you got a job right after graduation, which is rare. You know, a lot of your classmates were struggling to find jobs, and the, the marketplace for lawyers is very different than it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so many people, it seems, went into law because of the recession, thinking, like, this was going to be a profession with a lot of jobs, and it, it's hard. Um, so would you say that for somebody who's thinking about law, that there's something that they should look into or try to do before they make that investment in time and money to go to law school? It's so hard to do. Uh, my very first job right out of law school before I was even an admitted attorney, uh, I used to sit across from the partner of the law firm's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she looked up at me one day and she went, I never knew practicing law would be like this. And her dad was And her dad was the owner of the firm. Wow. So it's really difficult to understand in practice what it is to um, 
to be an attorney, especially doing that work, that's litigation. It's very fast-paced. Um, it's very time-consuming. It's a lot of reading, writing, and knowing the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that, like, philosophical, what's moral, what's right. It's not that. And I think that's what led me into the profession, and I think that's what led some other people into the profession, and they don't really get that out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was saying before was, you know, I'm at this big firm and all of this, and, you know, it, it from the outside it looks fantastic, um, and it really, it is in a lot of ways, but the only reason I said that was to say that, you know, getting there means more work, yeah, more time at a desk, more crunching the rules, poking through the statutes, things like that. Well, with um, all of that said, baby, I'm so proud of you because – Look at you. Not only are you a badass lawyer all day, this a dude. A rich white lawyer, oh, according to your according, troll. According <laughs> to the trolls, you are also a wealthy <clears throat> uh, certified white lawyer. But then thank you, thank this you. dude freaking edits our podcast. And, you know, I don't like to throw compliments your way because they do. I know you don't. What a terrible <laughs> relationship goals. <laughs> I want a man I can say to his face that I don't like to compliment him. I try. I try not to. Um, but you do a fantastic job. You taught yourself how to edit. And and I will also add that this motherfucker is taking a, a TV writing class. You know what I'm saying? Like, takes care of the dogs, cooks, cleans sometimes. <laughs> I cleaned once. <laughs> um so yeah, you you juggle a lot of things in addition to spending a lot of time and energy um, into being a lawyer. And so I appreciate I'm just going to say you. that you're the best and you my man and I'm proud of you. All right, well, thank you for your emails. If you want to reach out to us, you can do that at lmbpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us with the hashtag last name basis or tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. A tie optional. And uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of this week's episode or maybe you have some songs that we should talk about. Oh yeah, give us, send us lyrics and let us know who you want to um, have as guests. Have as guests. Uh, and they have to be reasonable. Don't give me like Madonna and Beyonce. I mean, those are those could be reasonable. You know, Beyonce could. I mean, I am very much, my second mama Oprah says, put it out into the universe. Ah, uh, okay. And then maybe you never know when we have Beyonce in the podcast, we can play this clip back for her, and then it will be like a funny, cute moment. I hope so, but more likely it'll be Aesop Rock. Okay, and that could be, <laughs> and that could be a thing too, and I would welcome both of those scenarios. Oh my God, both! Way to, way to bring it back around. You did it. Oh, I am so good at this. <laughs> I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis on Brick Radio. <laughs> You can't see it, but I'm taking a sip of water and it looks petty ass. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take I'm your ass. Take your ass. I don't into know what a bandy is, but I'm throwing it up. Those this... are the bands that you wrap around your money, the rubber band. Oh, is that what that's about? Oh, because he's spending money. He spends money, so every time he spends stacks of money, he has to take the rubber band off. He throws them. Oh, well, that's littering. I can't believe (laughs) (laughs) it is littering. Woo! Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like that in order to hit your volume.
falsetto. You kind of like you kind of like jump. You kind of like tuck your head like you're like you're.